Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Don't Tread On podcast. I am your host, Torrin Danowski. I believe this is episode number 13. Uh, we're going to be continuing our uh, candidate series here tonight with the uh, uh, U.S. Um, House PA District 1 candidate up in Bucks County, Caroline Avery. Um, just a couple of quick notes before we uh, we introduce her and bring her up to the, on the stage. Um, next couple of weeks, I think, uh, I think I'm going to be off my uh, normal schedule. I think uh, Thursday and Monday next week, I'm, I'm, I'm well, Thursday this week and Monday next week, I uh, am going to be on vacation. So there's going to be no live stream, but we're going to continue on with our um, candidate series. I believe on the 15th will be our next episode. Uh, so join us then. Um, and yeah, uh, tonight we have a very special guest. Um, it is Caroline Avery. She is running up in Bucks County for it is PA House District One, correct? Or sorry, U.S. House yes, District One in Pennsylvania. U.S. House, yep. Yep. And so, Caroline, uh, why don't you give give everyone a brief introduction? You know, uh, who are you? Where are you from? Why libertarian politics? Hi, Torin, and thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to speak. Absolutely. Um, again, my name is Caroline Avery, and I'm running for Congress in the first congressional district, U.S. House in Pennsylvania. I'm running against Brian Fitzpatrick. Um, I live in Bristol, but Bristol and Bucks County. I've been here for about 30 years and um, I'm a GOA endorsed candidate and I'm not nominated by the Libertarian Party to run. I'm very proud of both of those things. Awesome. Very proud to be nominated by the Libertarian Party. Grateful. And I'm incredibly excited about my Gun Owners of America um, endorsements. I'm a former business owner in the equine industry. I had anywhere from three to 14 employees at a time. So I know what it feels like to be a business owner and be like taxed to death and, you know, have just the <laughs> responsibilities of being a business owner with employees. Yep. And I know what it what it's like to be on the other side, to be an employee. And I'm with my husband for over 22 years now. My husband, Joe, He's a horseman, he's a cowboy, and he's a, he's a very good husband. I'm blessed for that. Awesome. And um, I grew up uh, in Southern California originally, and I'm um, the daughter of a master gunnery sergeant. I say that with pride. My father was the apple of his eye. I grew up surfing and riding horses, and mm -hmm. I came out here about 35 years ago. Fell in love with Pennsylvania, and here I am. Awesome. So uh, what got you, uh, what, what made you decide to run for Congress? Well, I was drafted to run. Okay. Um, I was doing some things in the state uh, with just basically when COVID hit was helping people to get exemptions for vaccine mandates. And, um, you know, I've always been, um, you know, I've always had, I hate it when people use finger and a pulse because it's been so overused, but I've always <laughs> known what was going on, not only in our country or district or state, but around the world. And it didn't take but too long for me to realize that we were in big trouble with this COVID and what they were doing, they were using it as a tool. So I was involved in a, a organization and I was the, I guess you would call the, um, the leader, the team leader. And so I was helping people get uh, exemptions. I was getting people connected so that they could talk to each other and they weren't lonely. We were just discussions, prepping, things like that. So uh, some of those folks got together and they 
took them several months, but they finally wore me down and talked me into running for Congress. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And that's, uh, that's, uh, um, that's definitely an issue near and dear to my heart. I mean, don't try on Philly started, um, with fighting the vaccine mandates and that sort of thing. So, uh, it's always good to hear, uh, from somebody else who's, who's been fighting that as well. And, um, it's an honor, definitely an honor to have you running for Congress with the Libertarian Party. So uh, let me ask the next question is why why the Libertarian Party? Well, you know what? Thank you for asking me that. Well, when I first ran, my husband and I had, we'd been independent voters. And my mm -hmm. husband and I had switched to the Republican Party so that we could vote in the primary because we wanted to be part of the process or that we never really cared, but we mm -hmm. wanted to be part of the process. And so I was in the Republican Party. I mean, I was a registered Republican. I'm still who I am today and yesterday and 10 years ago mm. when I, um, you know, was approached to run for office. So I ran on the Republican ticket. And um, from the minute, and I mean the moment that my name was announced to be a contender in the, in the, in the uh, primary, um, I saw the side of the Republican Party that I that was absolutely shocking. And I fought the entire time I fought back. I never sold my soul. I never sold out. I never sold down my values. Um, it was very difficult. Um, I was getting ready to withdraw from the from the uh, the primary because you sh I have evidence, you know, lots of mm -hmm. threats and stuff like that. And then they served me with a challenge, like, like like late on the night before I was going to Harrisburg. And I thought, these son of a guns, look what they're doing. I mean, they'll go, to, they won't stop at any lengths. I mean, some of these threats I have are very disturbing and they'll mm -hmm. come out. And so um, I went to court, proved that they were lying about uh, some of my signatures that they said were no good. So I wanted to make sure that the court knew that, that it was malicious and I withdrew. Mm -hmm. And then before then, I had a friend of mine from the Second Amendment organization and some other places talking to me about going to the Libertarian Party, looking into that, not to lose heart. And that's how I entered the Libertarian Party. Yeah, um, it's it's amazing how both Democrats and Republicans right now are talking about free and fair elections. I mean, Joe Biden talked nonstop about free and fair elections uh, the other night and <laughs> Neither of those parties seem to care one iota about free and fair elections. Well, what's real funny is they, and they always, they both parties use the same tactics. And actually I've been fairly well left alone by the Democrats. Mm -hmm. um, I'm being terribly harassed by the Republicans. And they, you know, I'm just going to say, you can kiss my ass because this is my country too. Okay. I'm an American citizen. I can run for office. It's not illegal for me to run for office. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. They're mm -hmm. using high-priced lawyers. Republicans are challenging me, but the lawyers that they're using are high-priced, basically Democrats. Mm -hmm. They're Mark Elias group and such. So, um, yeah, they talk about all this free and fair election, but what they do is they won't allow competition. And then I just had it happen to me today. Some guy tried to shame me into not running because if if I run, Brian could lose and, you know, <laughs> and, and we could get a Democrat. I said, well, if he was a better candidate, he wouldn't have to worry about that. Yeah. How how long has uh, Fitzpatrick been in office up there? He seems pretty well entrenched. Well, he is well entrenched, but it's not for the reasons that we think. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he's been, this would be his third term that he's asking for. And his brother was before him. Okay. A lot of people get that, those confused. And um, he would, he's an FBI agent. So we, you know, we don't like that. That's for sure. We don't, <laughs> we, don't, we don't like the ATF. We see the federal government is really, you know, abusing the hell out of all of us. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, an independent or a libertarian, the federal government is beating us up and I'm fighting back. Mm -hmm. So um, this would be his third term that he's seeking. Okay. So what's, so basically what's happening now is that you just want to make sure I have the timeline of events, right? You withdrew prior to the primary uh, for the Re Republican party. And so then you came over to uh, the libertarian party and you put in, I've heard from my friends up in Bucks County, how hard you worked to get signatures to get on the ballot and now the republicans are challenging you under what's called i think the sore loser law right 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 and they actually combined another case with mine and they should have never never done that i haven't gotten a fair hearing whatsoever because mm -hmm. my case and the other person's case is similar but not the same and it should have never been connected together right um but and and that was odd so yeah um, I never ran, so I can't be the sore, lo sore loser. And there's like some technology, technological problems, you know, like they're using the law to abuse me there too. Yep. Um, this doesn't sound like, this is, sounds like election um, um, interference to me. It doesn't sound like it, it is. I'm living it. <laughs> I'm living it. And yes, your yeah. friends are right. I did go out and I got nearly 5,000 signatures with the help of the Libertarian Party. But I got near 3,000 on my own, which is very, you know how hard that is, yeah. right? Yep. And that's like huge. I'm very proud of it. I yep. met so many wonderful people. I'm going to say that I probably already spoke personally to 15,000 people. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. I'm, I'm definitely proud of you for that because I, I did some signature gathering myself. I'm on the ballot for a state representative and it's, it's a, it's a brutal process, but it, it also, it can be, it can be very enlightening. It can give you a lot of hope and it can be really discouraging too, just depending on who you're talking to. So it's a, it's a process. You know, I'm kind of like, it's kind of like Aaron Brockovich on steroids. It just happened to be in my <laughs> wheelhouse. Yeah. You know, this is like a special kind of thing. Not everybody can get signatures are very difficult. It's a very difficult thing, but for whatever reason, it's, it's just in my wheelhouse. I mean, I worked in professional sports. I had to deal with lots of people at a very quick pace that had, mm -hmm. you know, lots of money on lots of lot at risk during racehorses mm -hmm. and stuff like all in one day in a short period of time and things like that. So I was able to um, kind of look at it in the same way. I said, oh, I get this. This is the yeah. big race day. It's just that every day collecting signatures was the big race day. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so I found where I could get in there and be comfortable. And then because I always tell everybody, run your own race with everything. Don't, you know, don't try to run somebody else's race. Although you can take things that other people do that are successful and add that to your toolkit. Mm -hmm. um, you got to get comfortable in who you, where you are, your sweet spot. And then you just boom, man. I just boom. And people want to hear. People want to hear what I have to say. They want to hear it. They're, I'm telling the truth, and people are hungry to hear it. So what's? Uh, let me ask you this then. What uh, what truth are you telling right now that's got uh, 
that's got them so upset and want you off the ballot? Well, okay, I'm telling the truth on a, on a couple different levels. I'm like, people, mm -hmm. we need to get it together. Our country is in big trouble. Our kids are in big trouble. We're losing our country. Our republic has fallen. Our, our, our First Amendment is gone, even though people don't really realize that it's gone. Our Second Amendment's just about out the window. And actually, all the entire Bill of Rights has been just um, has been violated. And I can even prove the third, but that's a whole another episode. And I'm not getting <laughs> into that quite yet because that's going to be a big surprise for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, how I you know, realized that that's happening. So I talked to them about that. I talked to them about the kids, kids, kids. Like we need to let these kids um, have the opportunity like I had when I was growing up to have a good time, to be able to buy a home, to have normal, some sort of normal life without the threat of this, you know, gender confusion and all that kind of stuff. People are worried about all of that. Um, you know, people ask me, well, what about the pot? I'm not worried about the pot, but I definitely am worried about the fentanyl and our open borders. It's not racist to want to know what people are doing when they come into our country. I'm a world traveler, so I've been to many, many countries back and forth. I've been to the Middle East. Um, I was never offended when many different people, sometimes with guns, asked me what I was doing and what my intentions were. So, you know, I talked to them about that. I talked to them about... Um, uh, well, Brian's really disliked, so I try not to talk about him too much, but he's really disliked. So if I bring him up, they're like, oh, my God, we're trying to get rid of him. We can't get rid of him. And I'm like, you know, uh, well, this is the reason why. He's an FBI agent. He's dug in. Uh, people are afraid. They they feel that they, if they don't vote for him, they're going to get the Democrat. Well, he's by far, in my opinion and in lots of people's opinions, the much more dangerous Democrat. So I talked to them about that. I talked to him, them about his voting record, which is like he voted for the Equality Act, which is anything but. What it does do is it allows men and women sports. So now you're dealing with canceling men and canceling women. You're canceling the family. Yeah. And people are concerned about that. They like my boldness that I'll come out and I'll say it. I'll speak the truth and say it. And they ask me what I think about something and I'll tell them. You know, they ask me what I think about Trump. They ask me what I think about Biden. And I just tell them the truth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's uh, a lot of that hits home for me. I've, uh, you know, I've done a lot of traveling too. I've spent some time over in Southeast Asia and I've gotten grilled on what I was doing and where I was. And I found myself in an active military bunker in Cambodia one time on accident. And uh, uh, I actually walked through a minefield and didn't realize it. And they guided me back. Uh, so I was very thankful for that. Like, yeah, if you're going to have a country and you're going to have, if you're going to have rules and you're going to have laws, I mean, we can debate all day about what those laws and what those standards are, but you have to follow them. And we're just our first of all, our immigration laws, they're incomprehensible for the most part, and we don't follow them. So, like, what's the point? <laughs> we don't follow a lot of the laws and we certainly don't need more laws. We just need to utilize the laws that are on the books. And if anything, we need to repeal a bunch of laws. Um, everyone can get down with me when I say, look. You know, because they want to go Democrat, Republican. That's just like religion. Okay. Yeah. Religion is the fastest way to divide anybody. And what I'm understanding is you've been to Indonesia and stuff like that. So you know what I'm talking about. If oh, you yeah. want to divide people or a group of people, 
There's nothing more quick than religion. Like I'm a Catholic or I'm a this or I'm a I'm a Hindi or I'm a, a Buddhist or something. And it, it and it separates people. I won't let them do that to me. What my pronouns are are American woman. I've been nominated by the Libertarian Party, proudly so, to run for Congress. Yeah. No, that's represent. We're not getting proper representation, and I would be willing to represent everyone in yeah. the fashion of the Constitution. Our rights do not come from the government. They come from God. So it really doesn't matter. Like I hear a lot of um, politicians say they're going to vote their conscience. Well, you know, I don't see anywhere in the Constitution where it tells you you're going to vote your conscience. I'm not going to vote my conscience. If I voted my conscience, then it would just be Caroline's world, <laughs> Caroline's country. You know, my job would be to vote along the lines of the Constitution and make sure that the people's God-given rights were not infringed on. Yeah, it's happening terribly now. One of my uh, one of my favorite quotes from uh, a guy named Michael Malice. Uh, he's kind of big in the liber the liberty circles in general. He says, "My rights are not up for discussion, let alone a vote." Amen. It's the, your rights aren't, they don't come from your government and what, what was going on on Thursday night at independence hall with Joe Biden. I mean, he was basically like you were talking about, it was, uh, it was a religious sermon and he was giving it an altar call, like come bow down and worship at the altar of progressive democracy. I'm, I would like to say something to you yeah. about that speech. And when I look over the landscape, you know, I'm 60 years old. Yeah. You know, I've had a big life and that was nothing more to me than a call to action to Blantifa. I mix Antifa and Black Lives Matter together. Mm -hmm. And that was nothing more than a call to action from Blantifa to get ready for the midterms and the, and the fall of love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was just, it was so rough. And even some of the stuff you were talking about, you know, he was saying, you know, as long as you vote, as long as you believe in democracy, anything's possible. And I mean, I know from my own experience, I, I don't know how much of my podcast you've watched, but it's like I I've dealt with some of the gender stuff and struggle with that in my own life. And the only place I've come and found like actual freedom is really realizing like what are my actual boundaries in life? What is the lot that I've been given? I was born a man. I'm actually happy I was born a man at this point. Like we're like you thrive when you live within your boundaries and don't add on extra boundaries. But it's like there, there are boundaries that we're, we have for life. We're limited. We're human beings. We're not God. Democracy is not God. Well, what they're doing, you know, this is like, you know, because of my age, I've seen this actually before, unfortunately, and because of my world travels. And I'm guessing because you're traveled too, that you've seen mm -hmm. it countries this is precisely how they do this to basically steal your identity they steal your identity and shame you if you don't want to go along with whatever okay well i don't like to do this generally but let's use scripture yep um, for an example you know they come clean your house out you know and seven seven other spirits will come in and what they are doing you know and quite masterfully what they're doing is eliminating people, dividing the, dividing them, and then making 
stealing their identity, whether they're male or female, they're cute, they're, they're, you know, it says neither male nor female, nor Jew nor Greek. What that scripture says to me as time has grown is mean that you don't have any identity. I take that scripture as a warning sign. Mm -hmm. I didn't used to, I was very confused for it with it for many years, but not in a long time. And so they take your identity and then they fill it up with whatever that they want, you know, that you can't say the, these words, you can't say that word, you don't know what your gender is, you better not, you know, have your own opinion, or this is going to happen to you, or that's going to happen to you. And it's tyranny. I mean, it is. And, and you know, I'd rather say, you know, I'm for liberty. That's what I say. I'm a liberty approved candidate. I'm for the mm -hmm. liberty. Yeah. Stranglehold. So uh, how do you think, how do you think we deal with all this? What, what do we need to do? Well, well, we need a bunch of me's. Okay. And, I, and I'm not saying it because I think I'm so great. I'm just saying it. Well, actually we don't, we, all we need is like the founding. Like I talked to Anthony, you know, Anthony, I talked to Anthony and Joe and them. And I'm like, you know, all we need is a few good men and women because it's like founding father's stuff. Like if we get back to basics and we and we stick it, stick through it, and we have true grit. I have true grit. This is hard. This is like being skinned alive every day, and I just don't let them wear wear me down. And I'm absolutely, you know, Brian Fitzpatrick. If you're, if any of your people are watching, I call to you to have your objectors withdraw their objection because you are so much better off if I'm on the ballot. Because trying to stop me from being on the ballot to stop an American citizen from competing on this such this this petty childish stuff is is so un-American. It's not even funny, and it's going to backfire on him. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing that this sort of establishment doesn't realize is everything they do, whether it's objecting to you being on the ballot whether it's the speech, whether it's drag queen story hour, it's, it's making people, I mean, that's, that's what's kind of radicalizing people. It's, it's not people out here speaking on the internet. It's not, it, it, it's not, you know, religious figures saying things. It's you're attacking people's humanity and you're attacking their rights and you're attacking. You're shaming them. You're they're, shaming them. They're, they're shaming them. Yeah. Yeah. The guy today that wrote me this stupid thing, and I, you know, because I can let the comments come or go or whatever, I can look so that I don't have a bunch of crap on my page. And I let it be on there because the comment is so ridiculous. He's like, I keep voting for Brian. I keep, first of all, I don't really believe this, but whatever. He says, I keep voting every uh, primary for Brian, not, not for Brian, for his opponent. He keeps winning anyway. He's like, so I'm just going to vote for him again because I'm afraid of the Democrat. I said, I said, this is absolutely, this is hilarious. I mean, it's so, it's, it's so, it would be hilarious if it wasn't so sad. I mean, that's the absolute definition of insanity. Okay. And we were going to have to vote for this FBI agent or mm -hmm. else what? We're going to get what? A Democrat? He is a far, to me, he is a far bigger danger. Okay. Yep. Now, if they wouldn't have done this to me, <laughs> They would have done this to me. I would have a better chance at actually winning this race. This was a winnable race. I would not be running for Congress if it was not for Brian Fitzpatrick. Mm. If it was even a tolerable um, candidate, then I could I could stomach that. But it's absolutely not. 
He's absolutely derelict in his duty. I am a gun owners of an America endorsed candidate in the Libertarian Party. He is a Republican ex-FBI agent, two-term uh, Congress, United States congressman, who they chose to endorse a housewife in Bristol over him. That's how bad. Let's see what the gun owners of America say about him. Let's see what. <laughs> You know, they want to call me names. Let's go call some other people names that, that ha actually have clout. Okay, what does Val say about, or the gun owners of America say him? They say any, any gun congressman, Brian Fitzpatrick, continues to violate the constitutionally protected rights of gun owners. He was one of the two Republicans that voted for H.R. 1808 and the so-called assault rifle, rifle ban that would outlaw just about every semi-automatic firearm in circulation. But Brian's offenses don't stop there. Here are a few more. He sponsored the Closing the Bump Stock Loophole Act, co-sponsored bipartisan background checks, uh, uh, enhanced background checks. He voted to enhance the background checks. Okay. The Gun Owners of America goes on to say, we need, this is a gun, this is usually, they go for Republicans. Mm -hmm. They go on to say, we must defeat Brian Fitzpatrick in November. We must make sure that he never goes into the Capitol again. We must teach the Republicans that we're not going to take this anymore. Yeah. I think this is the dirty secret right here is that whether it's uh, Republicans with gun rights or it's Democrats with like health care, Congress is never going to pass universal health care. Why? Because the minute they do, they lose their voter base. Republicans will never actually, I mean, they, they got plenty that do, but as, as an entire party, they will never walk in lockstep to pass like gun rights and, and get rid of all the, all the non-constitutional legislation. Why? Because at least they can say, oh, we're fighting for your gun rights. And then they end up having people like Brian Fitzpatrick who just basically vote right along with the Democrats in terms of oxymoron. When you even say that to me, fighting for our gun rights is an oxymoron. Yep. Okay. If you are for our country, okay. Yeah. The constitution and the bill of rights ensures us that the government won't infringe on our God-given rights to protect ourselves. So it's like a, a weird psyop. It's a, it's like take the politics has taken over entertainment there's really no movies anymore the soap operas all that stuff this is the soap opera this is yeah. the soap opera and it's all a big thing to wear people down um so that they can eventually you know be what they're doing they're rulers i mean we all see it now for me you know to have my circulators threatened that they're going to be thrown in jail by operatives we have it all on tape yeah i mean how much more do you need we have we have people writing me that wrote affidavits that said that you know operatives from and we have proof called and threatened them told them i was a democrat and that i was a liar and that was somebody was going to jail i mean what's that different you've been to different countries What's that different from the Middle East where I've been into the Middle East? What's that different from there? How's that different from Burma? How's that different from India? How's that different? 
it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. I saw I saw the same. I lived in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia for a year and it was you know, I, I don't I, I don't know enough about the politics there to speak on it uh, well, but it was yeah, it was the same thing. And it's it's the same thing everywhere in politics. Well, I mean, they don't have a republic there. You you get they should pick pick for you two candidates, and pretty much you and I both know if you don't pick the right candidate, things could go south and real fast for you. Yep. And there is no let me get a lawyer. Yep. Yep. We're not far from there right now. Those people invading. Donald Trump's home. Have you ever been had your house robbed or been broken into? I have. I have. Yes, it violates your home. Okay, yep. and it never makes it. It never makes it so you feel safe again. There was it was unnecessary. It was huge government overreach. Um, the last thing we need is an FBI agent in Congress, which is Brian Fitzpatrick, and we have questions there too. Like, what, what was he doing in Ukraine in 2015? Did you know that? Did you know that Brian Fitzpatrick was the special investigator or special prosecutor under the Obama? Biden administration to Ukraine to find the corruption in Ukraine during the Burisma oh, wow. crapola, but he couldn't find any. <laughs> I guess he wasn't a fan of uh, Hunter Biden's laptop getting leaked then. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm asking a question. I'm, I, yeah. these are the fact, them are the apples. You like yeah. Michael Loftus? Yeah. Them are the apples. These are the facts. That's yeah. why nobody will say his name out loud. This is this takes balls as to what I'm doing. Yeah. This guy is a no good. Something stinks. And he's screwing up our republic. He's screwing up my district and our country. I can't do anything about our country, but possibly I thought that there was a window to start somewhere. And we always start problems where? At home, we always start to solve problems where at home. Yep. Yep. Start them at home. It's kind of the whole start Jordan Peterson, the the, Jor the Jordan Peterson idea of making your bed first. Um, yes, sir. Yes, and sir. That's, that's the big thing. So what? Uh, let's dive into some specific issues. You've talked a lot about uh, the the GOA stuff. Um, so I take that that that's one of your top issues is gun rights. Yeah. Well. I want to bring home our left behinds from all these mm -hmm. unnecessary wars, conflicts, whatever you want to call them. Okay. Well, they're called wars. They're not conflicts. They're wars. Yep. We have so many left behinds and not just Afghanistan. We have left behinds all over the world. I want to bring these people home. Yep. We have been forgotten now because they keep the news cycle going so fast. So I want, that would be like one of my top things that I would want to do would be that. I would absolutely, we have to open up our energy independence. We have to, we can do both. You mm. know, I grew up with this, these were the golden rules or pretty much don't trust big government, don't trust big pharma and don't litter. Okay. We can do both. We can open up our energy independence and have clean, clean, much more than what they're trying to do, which is just stop people from being mobile. So open up our energy independence and, get our borders under control. It has to be done. It has to be done. If you, Let's take a good look at the landscape, Torin. Yeah. These people that are getting off the buses from other countries. Now, I can't blame them for coming here. You yeah. know, I want to come here too. 
But these are men, a lot of them, a good amount of them, and they're all very fit. They all are in good shape for the most part. We see them, and I'm grateful for that. I don't want to see any human being, you know, not doing well. Mm -hmm. But what are they doing here? And now there's millions of them. What? Where exactly? Where exactly are they staying? They're staying in hotels that are privately owned. Is, is, okay, so the government is making. Okay, so the government is letting or making people stay in privately owned housing. So doesn't that get to the third? There's your quartering. It could be. It could be. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. Don't know. Anybody call write me and tell me that's not happening. I don't see it like that. I'm just saying because there's no way in hell that they have violated every single um, amendment of our first, you know, the Bill of Rights, yep. except for one. Yep. There's no way. Yep. You I've uh, I've heard that argument and I agree. <laughs> There's no way, you know, and those January 6 people, let me just tell you something. Brian Fitzpatrick, it's within his power and he hasn't done anything about it. Okay. I don't care what those people did. I don't care if they killed their sister. It's awful, terrible. And you need to be punished for whatever you've done that's wrong. But this need, we all deserve due process. I don't care who you are. This is the United States of America. And those people are down there. I haven't even been charged yet because they're in D.C. and that's not considered a state. I don't give a shit about that. I care about human rights. I care about people. And I care about due process. And I, you know, so I would definitely would be one of the first things I did. So, you know, they're not, they're not happy to have me running, are they? <laughs> so that, that's just a couple things. I have more, but I, I, I like to, you know, get you to ask me more questions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought it was uh, I, I, one of your points that you were talking about the people kind of coming over and even the, the violation of the uh, the Third Amendment. Um, it's sort of related, but it, it shocks me at how, you know, all this stuff's going on with taxes. Um, you have the great uh, inflation uh, reduction act that's actually going to make inflation worse. And, yep. And so what's uh, what what's basically going to happen here is that we're we're not taking care of our borders. We have people coming in They're You know, I, I want people to do well. I want you know, if, they, if they're coming here and they're going to work hard, I want them to I want to see them work hard and, and do well. But if they're going to force me to pay taxes, why aren't we going to track the people coming in and make them pay taxes instead of seeing all of our tax money go to them or Ukraine or elsewhere? And now you've got the IRS arming 87,000 agents. Did you know that they are um, assigning them social security numbers? Are they? Yes, they're, they're assigning them social security numbers. I don't know that they're assigning them cards, but they're assigning them numbers. So what that basically is, is a, um, a bond on their future earnings. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> you know, hello. I mean, it's like sl slavery. Like, you know, they, they need to, you know, it just, it's, it's not, it's, it, it, it's not a good thing. What, what's going on with our country? We're in big trouble. Caroline for Congress.us, man, people better get on board. If you know anybody who's got any kind of influence, I mean, I'm swing for the fences. Yeah. So what's, um, 
where where would you stand on things like this inflation reduction act i mean i think i think i could tell where you stand on it yeah. but just like you know where do you stand on it what about the federal reserve what's what's oh going God. on with monetary policy and how how well, do you think only be, my opinion it's only going to be a year they're yeah. going to fast track it because they can't afford to have they cannot afford to have donald trump or anyone like him or any right-minded, not I'm not saying that Donald Trump is right-minded about everything, or anybody who has common sense about finances or money um, or how things work and what money is supposed to be for. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be used to buy food, goods, and services and things like that. It's not supposed to be a, a, a bond against your humanity. And mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be only about a year before we go fully digital. And this is very strange for someone like me who always really dealt with cash a lot. Yeah. Dealt with cash because I had to make change a lot. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I worked as bartender and all that stuff. I'm financially responsible. I'm right-minded about money. So right there, it makes me a much better candidate than just about anybody out there um, because I'm right-minded about money. I know how it feels to have plenty, and I know how it feels to have none. I know what's going on. I know what's going on in our economy and I see it coming. And I think you do too, Torrin. I think you do too. I think we're very much like-minded. So that's what I think about the, the Fed and the Fed and the Fed is, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to have to learn more. The libertarians are teaching me a lot and I think I'm teaching them a lot too yeah. because we need to build bridges here. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I see liber some libertarians and I will call them radical libertarians. Like, oh, the Democrats are bad. The Republicans are bad. This is the only party that's worth anything. And this one's bad and that one's bad. Just shut up already. Just <laughs> yeah. shut up already. You don't have to agree with anybody's personal feelings about anything. Just let's follow these, the Bill of Rights. Let's get back to common sense. Men aren't women, period. Yeah. I think that's a great, I mean, all that, it, it's a great goal because you can, you can argue about what the end state is. You can argue about, you know, what's better, whether government's better or no government, you can argue about all these things, but if you're not making steps towards like actually fixing the issues and, and making steps towards making people more free, then those arguments aren't worth anything. No. And they, and, and what they've done with all this COVID and lockdowns and stuff is they really it masterfully you know which has gotten people very just much very much dependent on not being um it, you know our first amendment not gathering not you know and stuff like that you even see the kids like they're not fit the way we all were when we were younger because you know we had to walk to go here and walk to go there and this and that and now you're just kind of sitting around with zoom which is zoom is a wonderful thing technology is wonderful yeah, it shouldn't take the place of the other things. So um, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah, they're saying what they're saying. The kids, kids are more obese today because of climate change, and parents are too afraid to send their kids outside. And I call it's like I call bullshit on that. You're too afraid to send kids outside because you're being told the kids are going to die from COVID. You're being given just screens to stay on nonstop. Like it's not because of climate change. Let's be honest. Climate change has nothing to do with why kids are unhealthy these days. The climate's going to change and there's nothing we can do to stop it. There's nothing. Yeah. We, the climate's going to change if every look at 
the, the human race will probably be long distinct and this earth will still be here. I'm not for, you know, ruining our atmosphere or anything like that. I'm a surfer girl. I'm the epitome of a hippie. I grew up in Southern California riding horses and surfing. You know what I mean? I'm the epitome of that. But if you went into the interior of our country and you really looked around and somebody mm -hmm. gave you a pointed you partially the right way, you would see these huge graveyards of solar panels and all that stuff. And that stuff is not biodegradable. Yeah. That stuff is not biodegradable. So, you know, and, and then, so now they're doing that. And then what they do is, you know, you look around and say, Oh, look at that hill. It's not a hill. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the things that are not biodegradable and they're covering it up and they're, they're ruining, they're ruining our earth. They're, they're ruining our, our, our earth, our, our actual yeah. landscape of our country and telling us that they're doing it for the greater good of God. Like I would like, them to tell me exactly how God told them that. Because my feeling is if God is talking to you directly, like like with a voice, <laughs> you know, because generally I'm just prompt. Yeah. Prompt to do this or prompt to do that, prompt to look to a solution through yeah. people. You know, I believe in a higher power, you know, but I don't know where these people, well, I do. It's, it's for their own. It's for their own. They're, these people, they're they're spiritually and emotionally sick. Yeah. Yeah. So practically speaking, like what's what could we do? What can we do about the quote unquote climate crisis? Like what are some of the practical things that you would be advocating for? Well, the practical things have already been been installed, really, to tell you the truth. In most cases, like in California, they started years and years ago with the emissions. You know, you don't want to have your cars going around with all the, you know, the smoke pouring out of them and things like yeah. that with, you know, pretty clean stuff. you got nuclear energy, which is very um, effect effective and it's not too expensive. Um, and, you know, I mean, for God's sakes, almost anything. And then sure, of course, we want to add in solar. We want to add in and anytime we can add in your natural, you know, cooling or your natural heating or your natural lighting or your natural energy. We, always want to go to that just like we would want to go to that if it's your human body mm -hmm. like instead of going into your cupboard and taking out a pill you know maybe 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 you just need a banana you know like instead of taking a potassium pill you know, make sure you have a banana on hand you know or something like that i mean it's that really basic i mean you know i'm not saying a banana is going to cure our problems but i'm saying we don't have to make it all this complicated and complex yeah. okay we don't litter recycle clean energy conserve that sort of thing and that actually works okay that actually works yeah it seems like one people that one thing that people always forget uh to either think about or talk about is the fact that you know, you hear like I I'm only 33 years old, so I, I I don't go back in the days of the of the factories here in Philadelphia and that sort of thing. But it's from what I understand, it is so much cleaner today than it was, say, 30, 40 years ago. Like we've already done so much. It's not it's not the U.S.'s fault. That... Nothing was like 150 years ago. Like yeah. I, my property was owned by the Penn Brothers more than uh -huh. like all this property around here. Yep. and brothers and you know back then you know just the all of the um the, the bonfires and all that stuff you know for just for surviving i mean you know 
you look back in like England and stuff like that, you know, 200 years ago, I mean, it was like black smoke yeah. um, from, you know, from commerce, from commerce and living, you know, we are so much um, on the right track. This uh, green deal thing, this is nobody's deal. This is, this is a deal for, I don't know what it's, well, I do know what it's a deal for these people who are, like I said, they're spiritually unfit. They want to control the world and they want to control what everybody else is doing. And uh, these people are going to hell and not because I say so. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have yes. that authority, thank God. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't want that kind of authority. I would mess that up. Yeah, so that's what we could do is just be good stewards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the common sense, right, hon? Just yeah. be good stewards of, of everything. Be good stewards of your animals. Don't litter. Reuse your things like you can, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's actually kind of funny, the, the reuse thing. Uh, Philly now has a plastic bag ban. And like, I got single use plastic bags. I got so many uses out of those bags. I mean, I'm, I'm like my dad, my grandfather, you know, had bag bags of them, use them all the time. But what, but what we're still allowed, the exceptions are the ones you can only use once. Like the things that you put your onions in at the grocery store, like, like what the heck now I like, I forget to go to shop, right? I forget to bring a bag with me and I'm like forced to carry everything around. And now I'm actually running out of plastic bags. So I can't, I, oh, I have to find other ways to. Well, let's back up here. Yeah. I've come back from the day when they didn't want any paper bags anymore because you were killing all the trees. Oh, wow. So, so my opinion is we should definitely be using paper bags because they're biodegradable. Yeah. Okay? Not plastic 100%. bags. Yeah. Okay, so I come back from that day, you know, but then if you go up into New England and stuff like that and all this energy, have you ever heard of us? They'll only show it on YouTube now because they, they banned it because they didn't want anybody seeing the truth. It's called Planet Humans. And everybody on the planet should watch that and watch what they do. They're tearing down our trees and our forests and all this stuff to try to make this renewable energy instead of just using the coal and the gas. And on yeah. top of that, they're they're ruining our, our nature and our, our earth yeah. and and the and the animals. Okay, yeah. it's it's a terrifying movie. It's called um Planet Humans, and it was actually Michael Moore who Yeah, I, that's what I thought. Yeah. That was surprising. I was, I was talking with somebody who was helping out with Don't Try on Philly for a while, and she was mentioning that movie, and yeah. it was like shocking, like Michael Moore <laughs> of all people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh gore got you know gore got to look at it and, and these other climate nutcases that can they can drive every, you know go everywhere and leave this huge carbon footprint he got a hold of it and they got it banned you can't even buy it i've been looking to buy it and i'm probably now that i'm talking about it now i wouldn't be surprised if eventually you can't get it on youtube anymore yeah but you can't even buy it i can't even buy it used i can't even find it on ebay it's been banned on ebay you know it's been banned on ebay in this country, in the United States of America, but, yeah. but you can go and get a book on how to sodomize a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old into a climax. And as oh. horrible as I just said, and those yeah. words that I just said, they have to be said. Yeah. They have to be said because as long as we're willing to shut up about it and people don't have to hear that horror, the longer that it will go on and they will, it will be complete. Yep. 
Yeah, you're you're not allowed to buy you're not allowed to buy an Alexander Dugan book because he happens to be a Russian nationalist, even though he's he's right on a lot of things. There's a lot of things I disagree with him on. You're not allowed to buy that because that's a threat. But you're you know you're allowed to you're allowed to buy books like you just talked about, or you're allowed to have Drag Queen Story Hour for five year olds. Like it's it's nuts. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, uh, you know, speaking of kind of control and then kids and all of these things, uh, Thomas Massey has had kind of a famous, I, I'm guessing it's a real thing. I have never seen like the source of it, but he has a famous bill, uh, one line bill that he wants to pass that just basically says uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Department of Education will be abolished on, you know, December 31st, 2022 or whatever. What are your thoughts about education and where the Department I, of Education I, I stands? What's going on and what they've been doing to the kids. I mean, these are our most precious assets, the most precious. That's the whole entire future. And to, you know, to do what they're doing to these kids, these people should go just to jail. I mean, hell's not even ready for them yet. You know, no. I mean, there's officially a waiting list. I, you know, I am 100% on board like with that. And I, you know, I wouldn't be something to five years ago. I would have said, well, let me think about it. Let me investigate. No, after what I'm seeing and what I've seen in other countries, because I can compare what I've seen in other countries and what I, I have lots of friends in other countries. And they're not just people I know on the internet. I've been to their houses. Yeah. Other countries. I know how they're living. I know what's going on. And um, to see this happening in our country or anywhere in the world for that matter, and to use the children and to, you know, doing this this is just we need to get the uh homeschool your kids homeschool them get in a community thing anything i would i would that's what i would do um that's what i would do so I, yeah abolish that we need to abolish a lot of stuff we yeah. are in a lot of trouble yeah i i think uh, i'm pretty sure the uh, department of education is unconstitutional um you know the no child left behind act i mean i was lucky enough I was lucky enough. I, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in the '90s and in, in you know the early 2000s, and I went to public school. But I went. I was in a poor rural area. It was before the No Child Left Behind Act. My school had no money, so they weren't always up on the latest curriculum. They just taught us the basics. They taught us the basics. They they let us think. They taught us how to. Th they they taught us how to think, not what to think. But now you have this like mass production of education. And you wonder why the reading, the reading and math scores are down, not to mention all the COVID let's, stuff. Let's look at it at a different angle, you know, because let's 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 look at it at a different angle. OK, so I have like, you know, a good handful of friends that are much younger than me that have children. Mm -hmm. And most of those people are their kids are out there riding dirt bikes. They're learning to, you know, they're learning to, you know, with aunt, uh, they're learning to um Play hockey. They're learning to do all kinds of other stuff. Not this running around, running around with all these soccer, ten soccer games a day. But they're learning about nature. They're learning how to fish. They're learning how to do that, this and that. And then they're going to school for the reading, writing, and arithmetic. Those kids, all I love those posts on my Facebook. They're all doing very well. Seem very well rounded, and they have become nearly stars. Because there's so few of them that they're practically stars. Like I kind of follow them on Facebook because it cheers me up to see these young kids just having a ball, just getting yeah. dirty, you know, and having a good time and just being a kid without all this other garbage, you know, and then this mask thing. Get your mask off your kids. It's bad for their teeth. 
you know, you tell you tell the people this, listen, and they stand there and they look at you. Don't I said I just did this once because I don't want to get in other people's business, you know, and that's certainly not the kids' business. I told the guy, he's like, I tried to take it off of him. He's a five-year-old. He's like, I tried to take it off of him, but he has a fit. I said, for God's sakes, you're the father. Yeah. Take the mask off the child, or he's going to be ruling you in two years. Number one. I said, number two, it's bad for his teeth. And when the dentist bill starts piling up, you won't be happy then. And he took the mask right off his kid, right then. Because when it came down to the money and the dental bill, that hit home for him. Yeah. So, you know. It's it's a shame. I'm reading through uh, I'm reading through the book, um, the coddling of the American mind right now by uh, Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukanoff, and it's it's just so sad what we're doing with kids because we as we as humans we're we're what's called I think uh, gosh I can't remember the guy's name it wasn't Haidt or Lukanoff they quote him, but we're we're like an anti fragile species. So what we need is we need to face hardship. We need to face challenges. And when we face challenges, it's like a muscle. We, we get built up. We, we become stronger. But when we face nothing, we become extremely fragile. And what's happening with kids is kids have to learn, like, freedom, independence, um, you know, your boundary lines, all these things that we talk about. These aren't, these aren't innate things that we know. They have to be taught. Like, uh, freedom is a virtue. Yeah, independence is a virtue. You know what I mean? Like I, I cut my hand, I, I stitched it up myself. I hadn't yeah. been able to do that, right? Yeah. So you know, because we're we're good, we, we can do stuff like that here. So anyway, and um, but the thing is, I iced it right away, and I did some other stuff that years ago I wouldn't do, and like I get injured a lot because I'm mm -hmm. busy a lot. You yes. know, so they're injury due to like my activity because I'm such yeah. an active person, and you know, just boo boos and stuff. And I said to my husband, I said, this looks pretty good. And he's like, it does. It looks really good. And I did a good job, you know, uh, with the suit, with the closures and stuff. Right. And, and I said, you know, fine. I finally learned, I finally learned that right away, put ice on it mm -hmm. right away, you know? So we, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. You just continue to learn, you know, and then you apply, you know, your mistakes and you, you, you know, the next time something happens or you can teach somebody or something like that. To stop the children from that experience is to rob them completely of the human experience. Yeah. They're, they're just learning how to be dependent and how to be victims and how to, and how to wait for somebody to come along and fix things for them. And you know what I'm, I mean, I'm still learning. I'm, I'm 33. I'm not, I'm not old. I'm not necessarily young anymore, but I, I, I have to keep learning. It's like, I have to keep learning that, nobody's coming to fix my messes. I have to take responsibility and clean them up. The government myself. wants to come fix your mess. That's what they say anyway. They want to just come take all of my stuff is what they want. Right. <laughs> they consider your stuff a mess. Yep. <laughs> so they're yep. going to come take it for you. Yeah. They will come clean me up. <laughs> but uh, we're I coming up on that. Yeah. We're coming up on an hour here. We got about, uh, you know, probably five or 10 minutes left. Um, are there any other any other things that you wanted to hit on? I think um, one one I was going to ask is what was your opinion on the whole Roe versus Wade uh, thing yeah. going on? Yeah, boy, what a hot button, boy! I tell you yeah. something, and they could have done this at any time. Yep. You know, this it was a political decision. I mean, it was the, the the timing was. See, I agree with the the. I agree with it. I agree with that. It should have never. 
It should have never been given to the federal government as the last person you want in your body is the federal government. Yes. Okay? <laughs> so it should have never gone there in the first place, but it was there. And I, I, even though I believe that it was the right decision, I cannot believe that they did this now. Yeah. I can't help but believe that it's political. Because look at this. The first one I was getting up petition sign i mean these are not even people who are pro-choice these are pro i've got 60 year old women coming up to me and saying are you going to give me my abortion i mean it's so vulgar <laughs> it's, it's it, it it hurts my heart yeah. I'm like oh my god you know what a what a terrible place to be faced with the decision of whether you you know that you're in a position that you don't want to be in the first place if you have an unwanted pregnancy and to what the, the vulgarness i don't even call them choice people because they're not, they're pro-abortion, they're abortionists, yep. you know? And so, I mean, that's just, but a lot of people, you know, that they, they're, they base, they're signing my petition on whether I'll give them an abortion. And yeah. I tell them the truth. I tell them, thank God that has been taken away from me because they took it away from the federal government and I wouldn't be able to vote on that at all if I were to be doing my job properly. Yeah. So um, I think it was the right decision and I'm glad I'm, I'm grateful to God and any higher power that I won't have to deal with it. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, they, they talk about wanting to codify it in Congress and I, I don't think they ever will. Cause it's just like, it's just like the gun rights issues or healthcare. The, the Democrats, nobody's ever going to codify Road v. Wade because if they do, then they're not going to have something to vote for or against. They'll find something else. They'll, they'll find something else. No, they, they you know, <laughs> That that's just, you know that's a yeah that's a it's a tough one it's a tough one there that's a that goes right at the soul right at the yeah. soul of a human being right at this right at the soul it hurts it's hurtful yeah hurtful. and governments governments not good at dealing with matters of the soul and you know me yeah, being they like, shouldn't be in charge of any of that yeah yeah exactly I mean I'm a I'm a I'm a Christian again I grew up very fundamentalist like religious right. And so I'm not, I'm not a fan of abortion, but I'm not also not a fan of the government. I, I'm scared of what the government will do yeah. when they start banning it. And rightly so. That's why we yeah. have, the, that's why we had, that's why the founding fathers made the bill of rights. Yeah. They yeah. were afraid too. Yeah. And it's like the, the answer, the one thing I don't like from the Republicans is they're just like a ban, ban, ban. Okay. So what are you going to do to actually help like reduce abortions? What are you going to do to help adoptions? What are you going to do to actually help these people that you want to ban from having abortions? Like, what are you going to do to help? Well, the whole thing is, is listen, it's the whole thing. And with both sides of the aisle, to tell you the truth, uh, on the extreme sides, okay? Yep. We can't assume we're dealing with reasonable people because we're not. But they always, there's always one more fence you got to jump. But what about this? But what about that? Well, what about this? They always have some reason why you're not right. So I, I took that power away from them. I tell them, you prove to me why you're right. How about that? I got other things to do with my life. And I go on to people that want to hear it. I'm not going to, you know, that want to hear good food and want to be solution-based people. I don't have time for that, you know? Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. I'm so sorry to say that. It I'm well so it is. Yeah. It's it's a terrifying it's a terrifying time in general. I mean the the speech on Thursday night was was terrifying. Um you know again I'm not I'm not a, a MAGA individual by any stretch of the imagination but I have a lot of friends that are 
and like you shouldn't be talked about like that in the left and honestly the left shouldn't be talked about the way they like that your your standard like my friends my friends who are on the left shouldn't be talked about the way the right talks about them yeah the people in charge you know have have a field day with whatever you want to talk to them about but yeah it's very you know like you said it's very you know they're like oh if you don't think my way, then you're just a rotten person. And that's on both sides of the aisle. I'm really trying here to build some sort of a bridge yeah. here, you know, where I can, because I, I genuinely have good friends that are Democrats too, and they may not think the way I do, but they're still good people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, I think that's the only way is finding a way, finding a way to bridge the gap as I've, I've been talking about here on the podcast. It's some way, somehow you've got to find a way to subvert the left, right narrative. Somehow you've got to subvert the individual versus the community. Like healthy individuals need healthy community. Healthy community needs healthy individuals. Like this war that we have going on, it's all just, it's, it's, it's fake. And it's so fake only to keep the people in power who are currently in power. Well, that's what COVID, that's why COVID, you know, because they had to stop you. That ruined your first amendment, your right to gather and things like that. Your right to petition, all that. Yep. Your government, oh, can't do any of that. COVID, 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 COVID. Yeah, so we're uh, we're right here in an hour. So I don't. Uh, it's a Labor Day here. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Are there is there any other things that you'd like to hit on that we haven't talked about so far? Well, I I just like to say to people that you know what I'll go in front. I'll go in front. Okay, I'll go in front. I can't be brave for you. Yeah. Yeah. Bite your lip and push through, people. Bite your lip and push through. Find your common commonalities put a sot you know get your you know triage find your commonalities triage and let's get it together for the kids 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 yep you're such a pleasure you yeah. really are so where uh for my listeners where can they i know you've mentioned this before but and i've got it up on the screen for the the watchers but when i i'll have this up on spotify and apple and whatnot uh, where can they find you well, if they go to the carolineforcongress.us, like you see on the screen right there, yep. it'll prompt you. And I have Facebook and Twitter. I don't have too many followers on the Twitter. The Facebook, um, it's not tended to too much, but it's stuff is there. Yep. My website is good. It's not super fancy, and it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. It's the straight stuff. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like take out stuff so that I would look a different way. I kept it. I kept it. <laughs> yeah who I am because I want people to ask me questions. Why did you leave the Republican party? Why did you change your mind about this and that and the other? Because questions equal solutions. Yeah. Okay. Asking yep. questions will find you the solution. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, it was a great conversation. I, I definitely would uh, love to have some more conversations with you in the future. I think uh, I think you're an excellent candidate, and I'm, I'm rooting for you in your court case and all of that. Um, I love what you said about you know you can go out front, but people people be, need to be strong. I mean, my tagline um, that I'm thinking about with all of my stuff is is be strong, be courageous, and be sovereign. Um, we need strong, courageous, sovereign individuals who build strong, courageous, sovereign communities. That's the way out of this. More government isn't. You're never really going to vote your way out of it. You got to change the culture somehow. 
for the so, kids, for the kids, yep. kids, kids. If you're not going to do it for yourself, for God's sakes, let's do it for the kids. Yep. Well, thank you so much. Um, again, it's Caroline for Congress.us, and that's uh, four spelled out F O R. Um, Caroline, it's been an absolute pleasure. And for my reader, uh, for my listeners, uh, watchers, and listeners, um, I'm going to be back on the 15th with some more candidates. And uh, until then, as I always say, um, be strong, be courageous, and be sovereign. Peace out.